happens when you praise and worship at home. But when you come together, there's like a multiplication of blessing. And it's just so good to be here with you, praising and worshipping God. It just refreshes my soul. Do you feel a bit refreshed? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, tonight, I'm going to ask you a few questions to start with, okay? Where do you see yourself in 2019? What are your goals? What plans do you have? All these questions you've heard probably on TV because it's January and it's the beginning of a new year. So everyone's starting to say, okay, what are you going to do this year? What is your purpose? Is your purpose to have health? Peace, prosperity, that sounds very good. Are you living that now already? Are you enjoying life? Most of us are working towards that to achieve it. But I want to propose to you tonight that health, peace and prosperity are not the purpose or the end goal, but rather they are the result of living a life of purpose that God designed. Okay, they're the result of that. We know that God is the creator of me, of you, of everything. Therefore, he has predestined a purpose for you. He has destiny for you. And he's given us the Bible, and I've deliberately brought my Bible in person because we often see us using our phones and think, are we talking to Google? No, I'm using my Bible. And everything I share tonight comes from in here. This is our manual for life. So we need to not be like one of those guys that just opens the package and starts to work at life or work at making something without first reading the manual. Okay, young people, old people, we need to continue to read the Bible. So let's look at purpose and what he designed for you. So I want to reflect. You probably read this in the Bible, but in John 20, 21, it says, As the Father has sent me, now I am sending you. That's Jesus speaking. Okay, as the Father sent Jesus, he's, Jesus is now sending you. So what did the Father send Jesus to do? In Luke 4.18, Jesus gets up and says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. If that's what Jesus had to do, when he was on the earth, then he said he's now sent you. You. Not just me, but you. Okay? Now, I'm not trying to um, suggest that you need to leave your career, leave your family and go and be like Jesus around the earth. But what I am suggesting is that he wants you to be like Jesus in revealing God to the community that you live in in the work that you live in, in the areas you work, live in. And I know tonight I'm in this room, there's many of you that are doing that. There's many of you that are stepping out, doing good works and doing that. But I'm saying in 2019, God wants to lift that to another level. Okay? He doesn't want you to be comfortable with what you're doing now or where you're serving now. So what I want you to do right now is to change the position in your chair. I want you to move to another seat. You can swap with the person beside you, but I actually want you to shift your position. I want you to move. You can choose where to move, just swap one seat. 
It's time for change. The reason I get you to move is because God wants you to look at your position in 2019. He wants you to be positioned for change. He doesn't want you to be comfortable, okay? Because if you do the same things, you're going to get the same results. But there's more in 2019. There's more. You hear that? God's got extraordinary things for you. And it's almost like you go, God, I believe. Take my unbelief away. You want to do more through me? What Jesus did, God wants you to do and greater. It says in John 14, 12, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing, but he will do even greater things, even greater things. Okay, you are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. God has an agenda for your life. And the way that you can find out that agenda is listening to his leading. So tonight, purpose. I've talked about purpose. You have to be fulfilling his purpose. And fulfilling his purpose... The outworking of that will be peace, prosperity, and good health. So purpose is achieved by a lot of little choices. So if you want to take notes, the title is Position for Purpose. And I'm just going to go through a checklist tonight of things. And I'm just going to pray right now that, Father, I ask, Lord, that you would just portion this word to each one in this room. Lord, I ask that you prepare their heart with good soil, that as they receive the word, that it would bear much fruit. God, that it would be life-bringing in Jesus' name. Amen. So, this is the beginning of the checklist. You have to first position your relationship with Jesus before good works. What do I mean by that? Jesus is the central of everything we do, absolutely everything, all our life choices. But as you desire to step out, you know, you desire to see people healed when you pray for them on the street, I hope, as you desire to serve him, feeding the hungry, whatever, never put good works before Jesus. Never desire the miracles and the signs and wonders because I believe God wants to do them through you, okay, in the streets of Gladstone. I believe that as we break new ground, as we actually, this building is extended in the natural, there's things in the spiritual that God's going to do, okay? And it's going to be all of us collectively doing that. So, always put God first. Decide your position him first. Because sometimes we get caught up doing good things, and that's in our own strength, right? So, putting him first means we need to check our soul, We get a health check once a year. We need a soul check every day. I just want to say, is your soul surrendered to God? Is your soul yielded to God? What is our soul? Our soul is our mind, our emotions and our will. Our mind is our thoughts and our imaginings, not our brain, but our mind. And our mind can change our brain. Okay, and people can have a breakthrough with new pathways being formed in their brain when they change their mind, their thinking, their thoughts are renewed by the word. So the soul is the mind, the emotions and the will. 
how do we do a soul check? Well, God says out of the heart flows the issues of life. So what is internal always is manifested externally. Okay? So we can easily see what's going on inside people by how they live life, how they spend their money, how they spend their time, how they speak, how they dress. In John 3, or 3 John 2, it says, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that you may go well, and you even as your soul is going well. So our soul and good health are linked together. So if you want good health in 2019 and you want a prosperous life, you need to make sure you do a soul check. So each day I'm talking about a quiet time and being deliberate. Position yourself that you're going to have a soul check every day. And look, we're all going to do quiet times in different ways in different places. So I'm just going to run through a few key ingredients about your quiet time. First one is thanksgiving. I always begin my quiet time with thanksgiving, thanking God and positioning myself in humility. When you start to thank God, you build intimacy with him and you're surrendering your soul, your will, not my will, but your will be done. You're acknowledging him. And as you go out there and you start to do good works or, you know, God sets up things where someone's got a flat tire and you're helping them, you're sharing Jesus. You're feeling God's purpose. You're saying, I'm doing this because I love God. And you never know how that's going to connect that person back to God. But you don't take any pride in what you've done. You go, thank you, God. You set that up. You did that. Give him the glory. Give him the praise. Always be humble. And that will open the door for the next good work. Thanksgiving happens in praise and worship. Be people of praise. You know, come to church early so you can do the whole praise and worship part of the service. You know, add praise into your day. So I begin my quiet time with thanksgiving. The second part is confession. We do life, okay? And in life, we're going to sin. So if we don't give time to confess our sins to God, then we're opening the door of affliction. We're opening the door to have bad health. We're opening the door to have illness and sickness. We're opening the door to sorrow and a, not motivation. So we need to daily confess our sins to God. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. See, we weren't designed to carry sin. Now you say, well, I know that, Michelle. That's great. This is what you've got to share with the people out there. They're carrying around carrying sin that they don't need to. They need to be free. And God wants to use you to free them, to share this good news. Not only do you have to confess your sin and receive his forgiveness, sometimes you've got to forgive yourself. Some of us go and carry self-condemnation. You know, we have expectations we don't meet and then we sin. We've given it to God, but we've still carried self-condemnation upon us and we need to give that to God because that also will cause us to be afflicted and cause us to, you know, get sick. Sometimes that manifested in, in gut issues and all sorts of things because people have condemned themselves. And we can be healed from that by confessing that to God and asking him to heal us. The next thing in my quiet time is forgiveness, forgiving others. Now, Pastor James, a few weeks ago, talked on this in Sunday morning. So get the podcast for that. 
I don't know if you've noticed, but if you've been here every meeting, there's been a progression of messages that God is setting you up for 2019. So go back and have a look. And forgiving was one of them. Forgiveness is so important. You know, Jesus came to set the captive free. And any unforgiveness, once again, is going to cause you harm. You weren't designed to carry it. Give it to God. Forgive others and go on in freedom. And then you can also help others with this. Everything you do, you then can share with other people. The next thing in my quiet time is the area where you can present your request to God. You know, this is where you can actually give all your concerns to God, where you can pray for others. You don't need to carry any of this anxiety. Even Philippians 4, 6 says, Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And that peace that floods your soul is the peace you've got to release to others to take out but you have to receive it to know it to be able to go and share it with someone else and to walk in that the next thing that your quiet time needs to contain is reading the word of God be deliberate position yourself to have a bible reading plan a devotional book maybe a plan to read the bible in a year but be deliberate position yourself for success not just open the page and see where it lands but position yourself, have a plan, because I find as I read the Word of God, I meditate on it, I chew it over until it becomes life and peace to me. Sometimes I'll read the same verse several times to allow it to actually sink in and own it. Then the last thing I do is I commit my day. And this is sort of what I would do. I would say, have a look, we ask that I ask, Father, that my, I have the mind of Christ today, that my emotions would be spiritually controlled, that I would be open to the leading of your Holy Spirit for this day, that the fruit and the gifts of your Holy Spirit would be evident in my life. Not my will, but your will be done. See, this places you in the position to expect opportunities to happen. It sets you up that God is going to bring people across your path. And that is what I find happens. It could be in the shopping centre. For instance, I was in Kmart and I'm walking around and you never know when it's going to happen. But the Holy Spirit just sort of said, see that person over there? I go, yeah, I've noticed. She's got a, seems to be holding her neck. She must have slept the wrong way last night. You know, and the voice would just say, go and pray for her. And then pride will come. Don't do that. That's silly. She doesn't know you. You don't know her. What could happen? But you don't listen to the second voice. Always step out with the first voice that wants you to do good. So I went over and you just go over very naturally, not spooky, just, hi, my name's Michelle. I noticed you got a sore neck. Do you, and you know, this young girl, yeah. I said, well, can I pray for you? It's not nice having a sore neck. And she sort of looked at me and went, Okay. So I just prayed for her, eyes open, just pray that God would heal her. And, and I, you know, just we had further conversation. I just said, you know, God loves you. Our paths crossed today. He wants you well. He wants to let you know he loves you. That's how it all begins. Okay? You pray first 
and then God, expect God to set up the opportunities and you do it in a very gentle, unembarrassing way. And it could be anything. You know, I was once at the supermarket and I'm standing in line to check out with James and you just observe. There's a person there and obviously her card wasn't working that day and she couldn't pay for what was things. So they took her groceries aside and I saw her go outside because I'm waiting in line and I saw her go to her partner and... And you know, straight away, the compassion of God, Holy Spirit speaks. I want you to pay for that today. Okay, all right. So I waited, I went through, paid for my goods, took them to the car. Then I said to James, I feel I need to pay for her groceries. And he goes, okay, yeah, I thought of that too. But <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> so you just go up and it's a very gentle conversational way. Hi, my name's Michelle. I saw that you... When I able to pay for groceries, I'd like to pay for them today. You know, a bit of shock. And, I, and she went, oh, okay, so I'm walking here. And I, and you, I asked her, what is your name? So she told me her name because I didn't want to sort of embarrass her in front of it. So I walked in like I was her friend, you know. And we just went back to the checkout and talked to the lady and just said, you know, I'm, I'm such and such, had her groceries aside, we'd like to pay for them now. And we did that. And then I just talked to her and said, you know, I'm a Christian, I just go to Port City Church and, you know, God, this is what Christians do. You have a great day. You never know what God will set up, but you have to be prepared and ask him to first. So that's one. Position Jesus first in your life. Have a daily quiet time. Two is the position myself for the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit, when you ask Jesus into your heart, you receive the Holy Spirit inside you. But there's more. There's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you and empowers you and leads you and counsels you and gives you wisdom, the Holy Spirit is amazing. And that's the Holy Spirit I was talking about before that would prompt me to do those things. So we have to position ourselves. We have to change our posture, so to speak, as to how we carry the Holy Spirit and how we're more aware. Because he says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. So the Holy Spirit is ever present, ever wanting to tell us things. We just have to be more aware. You're probably um, familiar with the story in the Bible when Jesus was baptised and the Holy Spirit came down like a dove. Do you know that story? Okay. So think about it. If, the whole, if, the, if a dove landed on me, I'm not going to walk the same, am I? If a dove is on me and I want that dove to be nurtured, I'm going to walk differently. I'm going to be considerate of that dove so it doesn't fly away. Okay. So the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is not a thing or force. The Holy Spirit has feelings and emotions and the Holy Spirit has the agenda of God. The Holy Spirit gives you opportunities if you're open to, in a moment's notice, fulfil his agenda. So you have to position yourself. This means being aware of everything you do. It means position yourself that you're going to hear the Holy Spirit and be a vessel for his use. That means maybe changing some of your life choices, what you watch on TV, what games you play, 
what music you listen to, what activities do, what you read. Think about that. If you want more of the Holy Spirit and to be more engaged with him, if you want your temple, I suppose, or like the dove, you want to be a safe haven for the Holy Spirit, then you'll have to position yourself for that. I've got here, there's some stories in the Bible you might remember. Paul and how they noticed the Holy Spirit upon him and that they even gave him hankies to pray for so they could take them back to heal people, right? So that was something, that was an extraordinary life that Paul led, which was he did greater acts than Jesus, okay? And that was because the, the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit could be imparted to that hanky. Then there was Peter. When Peter was in town, they actually were putting people on the side of the roads so that when Peter walked by, his shadow would fall on them and they'd be healed. That was the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. And there's been men in our years as well that have had amazing manifest presence of the Holy Spirit. Wigglesworth. There was this talking about Wigglesworth in a prayer meeting when he would start to pray. People could not stand in that prayer meeting. They had to leave the room because of the tangible presence of God. The Holy Spirit wants to dwell with you and speak to you and lead you into the streets of Gladstone. All of you out there to do amazing things, to reveal God to this community. It might be random acts of kindness that might lead to a conversation. And you don't have to worry about the end result. It's God. If God heals someone instantly, it's God. If he doesn't, it's still God. It's not you. It's you being obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit in 2019. The next thing, the third position you need to do is be positioned to share. Like I said before, we have to step out of our comfort zone. And it's not just sharing as in speaking, it's sharing who we are. Whether it be like Sandy spoke this morning about sharing our gifts in the body of Christ, serving each other, serving each other in our households. You know, be prepared to share anywhere at work. Are you prepared to share at work? Are you a hidden Christian or are you open to the Holy Spirit at work? I know that there's more likely that signs and wonders will follow you out there than in here, okay? Because signs and wonders are given to reveal God to people. That's why you see evangelists come through who preach the gospel. Signs and wonders are in bigger numbers. It's because it's for the unsaved, okay? And as we grow, God wants to use you out there, okay? I'm very excited about it, I think. (laughs) It's good. Um, Willing to share at work, willing to share in church life. Position yourself this year to step it up, okay? It might mean attend church more regularly. It might mean attend both services. What is God prompting you to do to step up? Maybe it's joining the prayer meeting. Maybe it's joining a life group where iron can sharpen iron. There might be some areas that's God asking you to step up. Um... In your (laughs) playtime, are you open for that interruption? Are you open for God's agenda in your rec time, 
in that, you know, I just want a day off. No, just be open for God's agenda in every part of your life. Don't have any rooms that aren't his in your life. Fourth thing is position yourself to grow in skills and knowledge. Okay, you might say, Michelle, I'm not very confident of talking to people. Well, there's a book on that, an art of conversation book. Whatever skills you lack, step it up. Get a book on it. Go to the library, borrow a book. Okay, if you want to be a witness for Christ, increase your skills. Go to uni, do a course. Maybe go to Bible college. Maybe join a discipleship group if you don't know the foundations. But position yourself to grow this year, okay? Maybe strengthen your marriage with a marriage course or a marriage book or parenting skills. Read a parenting book. But continue to grow. Position yourself to grow in your skills and knowledge. Position your body for good health this year. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, As we fulfill his purposes, yes, he promises to bless us with good health, but we have to think about what we eat, what we drink, and how we exercise. And I'm talking to myself, yes, I have plans in process this year. So I'm talking to me before I talk to you, that's what I'm saying. I couldn't say it if I wasn't doing it. (laughs) Um, Position your attitude to be one of gratitude. This is the last point, okay? Okay. Pastor James once again spoke on Thanksgiving or being thankful at the beginning of January. Listen to the podcast. Being thankful. It says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That's in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Being thankful for God and being thankful for the people he placed in your life. Okay. As I said before, a heart full of praise, God inhabits the praise of his people. He manifests his presence. There's so much going on in you when you're praising and worshipping. God's doing a work. He's refreshing your soul. So be generous in praise and worship. You know, give your whole self to it. Give God your all. Be free and see what he will do in your life. I am... Um, a few years ago, I read a book on prayer by Mike Bickle, and there was many things that were highlighted there, but there was this chapter on Thanksgiving, and it talked about, in your prayer time, thanking God by praying the names of God. You know, the Old Testament names of God and how they're fulfilled in the New Testament in Jesus? And so I began doing this, and I found this was really... Um, it just brought more intimacy with God... And it also just declaring who God was out loud was powerful and dynamic for me. And it just sort of reinforced, because you're doing it every day, it reinforced who God was. And it sort of made me realise, oh, yeah, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You start to live what you're saying. And I'll give you an example. He is, I would say, I thank you, God, that you are Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. By his stripes, oh, what's wrong with that? I thank you for the peace you made through the cross. I thank you for guarding my heart and mind with your peace. I thank you for imparting peace to me that I now release to others. Or, Father, I thank you that you are Jehovah Rophi, the Lord who heals. By your stripes, I am healed. I thank you that Jesus Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law in order that the blessing of Abraham might come upon me. I thank you for physical and spiritual healing today. 
I declare my trust in you with my well-being. So look at that. That might be something for you. Look at the names of God. You know, he is the good shepherd. He cares for you. He feeds you. He protects you. He guides you. He leads you. He promises to be your companion for life. God loves you and has an extraordinary life for you. He promises to complete the work he's begun. So I trust tonight, as I've gone through all these different things, that God's highlighted to you one or two or something that you need to do different, even as you physically changed your position. May you make a shift because there's more, so much more through you he wants to do. So as I close, I just ask you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your head. And I'm just making the invitation, if there's anyone in the meeting tonight that hasn't heard this message before, that would like to accept Jesus as their Lord and Saviour, this is that opportunity now. If you raise your hand, I would love to pray with you. Okay, wonderful. Right. Well then, everyone else in the room I presume is saved, who knows Jesus. So let me just pray for you tonight. Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that you're positioning us as your church for action. And I thank you, Father, that you would be faithful to the word that's been spoken tonight that as you portion it to each heart, I pray that you would guide them from this moment on as to the next step for them, the things they need to do. I pray, Father, for a great fruit to come from their lives, Father, as they step out, that you, Holy Spirit, would be ever-present and reveal more of yourself to them. I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's it, James. I don't know where you want to go from here. That's just the electricity between us. <laughs> Brilliant. Why don't you just stand, hey? <laughs> Look at the person beside you and say, it's going to be a great year. Because <laughs> you're in it. <laughs> Have a great week, folks. Encourage someone before you go home tonight. And uh, don't forget, uh, next weekend we've got guest ministry. That would be brilliant. Thank you. <laughs>